Michigan last night, and we'll also talk about some upcoming uh, stuff with the men's and women's basketball teams. Maroon and Bold. I am Cullen Logson, sports editor here at Central Michigan Life. Joined as always by the assistant sports editor, Dylan Getz. Dylan, what's going on today, man? It's going pretty good so far. You know, just had a couple classes this morning, but other than that, you know, it was a good, good seeing you win yesterday. Football, football wise, they got bowl eligible. Yeah, yeah, big. For, for another, well, six year in a row that they're bowl eligible. And if they go to the bowl this year, it'll be their fourth consecutive. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So big win over Eastern, 42 to 30. Last night at Kelly Short Stadium, I was there on hand uh, watching it. They had a comfortable lead uh, in the second half, and then they kind of got conservative <laughs> with the play calling. Jonathan Ward apparently cramped up and didn't play most of the mm-hmm. third or any of the fourth quarter. That was huge. It really slowed down their offense. Yeah. Easter came storming back, and they had the ball with a chance to win. With a minute left, I thought, oh, gosh, this cannot happen. There's no way they can blow this. Um, CMU did all did uh, end up getting the win. Amari Coleman kind of ended it mm-hmm. with his signature pick six. Yeah, I love how he stuck the ball out and kind of got a cocky <laughs> a little bit. That's yeah. that's his that's his, uh, his yeah, confidence. No, so that's that, just his swagger and his confidence. You, you could but. just tell, you know, like talking to him during practice and stuff. You know, throughout the season, <laughs> that's always been the guy he's been. You know, he's oh, always yeah. been real confident and really, you know, kind of like a jokester. But he's, he's always been. He if he if he knows he's good. Then he'll, he's a flashy you can, player. You can kind of tell, you know. It's kind of like their defensive version of Corey Willis. They're both flashy, yeah. kind of cocky, but dude, they're good and they get yeah, the job done. Good. So you yeah. can't say nothing yeah. about So them. they get it done. <laughs> but yeah, he he ended it there. Uh, pick six made it forty two thirty, and then you know uh, then it was just garbage <laughs> time after that. But for a while there in the third and kind of some of the fourth quarter, you thought that they might be able to make a comeback. Eastern they were threatening, and then like you said, the loss of Jonathan Ward, um, he was cramping up. You said um, that really stopped their offense. I saw a stat, you know, just watching just watching the broadcast after coming back up to the office, and it said, you know, they had like over 200 yards offense in the first half, only like 21 yards of total offense in the second half. They and did nothing in the second yeah, half. Yeah, they they. It's <laughs> all offense. Yeah, Jonathan Warren going on. I mean, that's huge. That's your mm-hmm. that's your go-to guy. Yeah, he's he's everything for them. There's no words to explain like how valuable Jonathan Ward is to that offense. Like it sounds bad, but like. Um, since Spalding went down and he's gotten more time, like he's only gotten better and better and better, and right, he's right. so dynamic. It, it's just unbelievable. Like he's one of their, I I'd argue that he's 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 their best like offensive player, and he's only a sophomore. Yeah, you know yeah. he's right up there with Corey Willis and Tyler Conklin, even though yeah. Conklin hasn't been playing you know as dominant as he did those first couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. But definitely he's he's right there with them. I agree. Oh, I definitely agree. But yeah, that was a huge win, bowl eligible. I mean, can't can't describe how big that is. And they also brought home the Michigan Mac trophy after beating Western Michigan last week. So back-to-back weeks with trophies. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool and back-to-back too. weeks with stealing a trophy from Western Michigan because that was last awesome. year. Yeah, yeah last year there <laughs> each team was one and one or not one and one. Last year Western got it and then the year before each team was one and one. Yeah. So Western still had the Mac, Michigan Mac yeah, trophy. Yeah. So not so only did they weeks, take them, yeah. take the victory cannon, but they took the Mac, Michigan well, Mac trophy. What sucks this week is Central wasn't there, so now they kind of have to mail it to yeah. Mount Pleasant. <laughs> they got to mail it. You know they're going to have to put in a big box with you know, all <laughs> yeah. the little peanuts around it and make sure it's all cushioned and padded. Maybe Bono and, and the rest of the guys on there. Yeah, you know Tim Lester's going to be pissed about that. He's just going to throw it in the back of the UPS. He's just get this crap out of here. They're not even going to put any like packaging stuff in there. Oh, no, yeah. They probably won't even get a box. They'll probably just throw the the address stamp on it and throw it in the back of the truck. They'll probably shatter it a million pieces. That's how mad they'll be. Yeah. Huge win, huge win. A bowl eligible. It's look. Um, there was a representative from the Bahamas Bowl. There, fun fact, last night, 
So maybe we go back to uh, maybe the Popeye's Bahamas, Bahamas Bowl. Bowl. Maybe relive some Bahamas Bowl magic back from uh, 2014. Who knows? But. Yeah, talking about a couple of the bowls too, like uh, some of some of the bowls that they would be eligible for mm-hmm. was the one at Four Field. Even though it's not like a MAC team, they could replace. Uh, I think it's the American Conference that. Yeah, yeah I think it's one, I think one it's of the American. two. Anyway, they're possible to replace that one. They could go to the Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah, um, yep. the Bahamas Bowl, and then there's one. What was the last one? Oh, it's the um, uh, it starts with starts with the C. It starts with the C, like the Camellia Bowl or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah, something some, like that. Some stupid bowl. It's in like Missouri or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of dumb, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, there there's a good chance they're going to the bowl now. Um, they have a chance this season to finish eight and four. Amazing, considering what they were. What was it? One and four or one yeah? And two well, and four no, to they're start? two and three to start. Yeah. Uh, they lost three straight against well Syracuse, Miami, Ohio, and then Boston College. Yeah, because you know they just didn't have well they had their first home game which they barely won against Rhode Island, and that's when things were kind of like shaking, feeling feeling pretty shaky. Yeah, when yeah. they barely beat Rhode Island, and then Kansas that was an easy win. I don't know a team who has lost to Kansas yet in <laughs> all of football. Yeah, even like high school. Um, <laughs> Syracuse, you know, they're, they're kind of blown out in the second half in that game. Syracuse beat Clemson, so I think that's an yeah, okay loss. I, yeah, that's and an okay loss. And they played okay in the first half. And then Boston College is a good team, too. Yeah, Boston College, their defense is, like, unbelievable. And they have a really good running back. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they give anybody problems. And that's another, you know, Power 5 team. So those losses are okay. Yeah, the, yeah the only, those losses aren't bad. The only mm-hmm. loss that wasn't good wasn't a loss to Miami of Ohio at home. I think mm-hmm. that was the MAC opener. And that's what's kind of holding them back from competing for a MAC championship yeah, right now. They sure. win that game, which I think if they played now, they would I think they'd blow oh. the Red Hawks off the field if they mm-hmm. played right now. Yeah, they had all their guys out, but still they came out shaking that game. Miami yeah. stole the win here at Kelly Shorts, and that's kind of what's holding them back. But if they win that game, they're tied with Toledo. Since Toledo got exactly. rocked by Ohio last night, you're tied for the MAC West. Yeah, yeah. you're tied for the MAC lead. So yeah, for sure. They well, they won Ball State, Western, now Eastern. Mm-hmm. That's three straight for them. They're rolling. Ball State mm-hmm. was such an easy win. What fifty six to nine. Everybody destroys Ball oh, State. Yeah. <laughs> Even kind, Eastern, kind of like the same thing with uh, with Kent State. Yeah, they got next week. Everyone destroys Kent State too. Yeah, so that's, that's an automatic yeah, win. So you can pretty you can pretty much pencil CMU for seven seven yeah. wins right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're they're coming back for the last game of the regular season. You know, on national TV again on ESPNU against NIU. Who on they've the 24th. been historically good against. Even mm-hmm. when NAU won all those match championships the last five, yeah. six years, CMU always gave them their 1L that year. Mm-hmm. CMU's been a thorn in the Husky side for a while. Yeah. I expect it to be more of the same. I think that, that's going to be game. that game on uh, Black Friday. So oh, they, they can't expect, <laughs> can't expect too many back people. here to Mount Pleasant from yeah. you know, Fowlerville at 8 in the morning or whatever. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, CMU. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, blame the Mac because CMU doesn't really have too much of a say. Yeah, thanks Steinbrecher. <laughs> yeah, blame the Mac. That's for sure. Uh, Maction <laughs> is always and now it's midweek Maction. See, I like the midweek ones. Like Tuesday and Wednesday, I think is okay. And I think if you Tuesday, had Tuesday that yeah. week, I think it'd be sweet. Wednesday's a bad idea because all the students are already gone. Yeah. By Friday, all the students are gone because they're kicked off campus. And then who's going to come back the day after Thanksgiving? Exactly. No one you wants know, to do like, that. I, like the dorms aren't even open. You can't even go to the calf and get free food or yeah. whatever. You know. So like, it's cool. You get the nationally televised game, but you really want to show on national TV how empty your stadium is? That's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. It I, mean, makes you I remember bad. they wouldn't show it at, even at this this game last night. I mean, they for the first. For, for the whole like first half, I was just talking to Jordan about it because she was watching it too. Um, like they they wouldn't show the crowd; they would just show like, and the crowd the was actually band. decent considering it was like 30, yeah, 30 They would show degrees. like the marching band and kind of like pan every once in a while, but it wasn't like normally. You know what's the Mac telling him? Please don't show the stands. <laughs> show all the good parts. Yeah, yeah, just show all the good parts. Just, 
Stay Show all the kids smiling and all like the grandmas and, yeah. and the stands. And, and Bono that. freezing in a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good win for them. Uh, you can you can kind of pencil it in right now. I can't say it's 2-8 and eight for them to win next week. That game's on uh, Tuesday next week on the 14th. So there's not a time picked out yet, but it is going to be on ESPN too, no matter when they play, I yep, guess. Yep. I don't know how that works out. but um, What time is that game? Is that also 8 o'clock? Uh no, there's not a time picked out yet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. to be determined. It'll probably you could you could probably guess eight or seven thirty. Yeah, something. I would say. Of course, I night game. class at night, so I'll, oh, be, really? uh, I'll be in the back row of my journalism, social media, <laughs> just kind of streaming it. Yeah, just kind of watching along, yeah. following along. There you go, ESPN. Watch ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Free. All right, there you go. Um, then NIU's our last game of the season. Then we'll, I guess we'll see if they make a or if they get picked for a bowl after that. Oh, they um, definitely will. Yeah, you get seven good. wins. There's no way you're getting left out when five and seven teams yeah, make it. I, I think if they lose the rest of their games, I still think they get a bowl, even yeah. if it's a crappy one. But I think for sh- next might, week, yeah. next week's a guaranteed win unless they totally lay an egg. And then I think they beat NIU too. And oh, get yeah. eight and four. Are you kidding me? After the horrible start. Yeah, I think. We well, th- we, we both thought- predicted in our in our preseason predicted predictions uh, in the paper. We we put seven and five. Yeah, well, yeah, those, seven and five. Yeah, and I think that's looking good. Yeah, dude, they I have think, a good chance of getting eight and four too. In the description, I wrote, you know, they're going to struggle at first, and then after Shane Morris kind of got some build up, yeah. some you know, that non conference schedule is brutal. We oh, all, yeah, that. yeah, we all. But I think that's we only helped them that. get ready. That kind of helped them get ready yeah, for the match. You know, we we both said that we uh, pretty much we all said that they were just going to get better at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's 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 what's happened so far. Definitely. I mean, especially in MAC play, they started a little shaky. Um, what. I guess I, I'm i kind of just not thinking about the Toledo loss as bad as it probably was just because of the weather that day on homecoming. Yeah, yeah, and, but, and Toledo's a very good team, too, yeah, so that's, uh, that's explainable. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, their season has really taken The win at Ohio looks really good now, especially without Corey Willis to go into Ohio oh, yeah. after they just blew the doors off Toledo last night. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Ohio's lost since they played CMU. If I'm, if I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Maybe so. They either. have one other yeah, loss. But I don't think they do. No, I, that I, looks like a I'm really not good totally win. sure, but yeah, I mean that one. That was a crazy one. I think for what them. CMU's shown is their offense is just light years ahead of where they were to start the season. Against Rhode Island, they couldn't oh. move the ball. They played Rhode Island. Now they beat them eighty to nothing. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you've really seen just how far the like offense plus? under Ostrowski's coming. He's looking like a really good sign. Right oh now. yeah, right the now they're loving Ostrowski. Oh, yeah, that was a great. But Jonathan Ward just does so much for him, and then. They're using Romello Ross a lot more now. I think that's because of Spalding still out. Yeah, but yeah. he's been good for them. You know, they got they got they got running backs who can, you know, get those couple yards if they need a first down. Yeah, or yeah. They need you know like th- like Gwilly, Gwilly three too. yard you know third down. Yeah, something like that, which that's really helped. And then Shane Morris, you know, he's finally kind of coming coming out and playing like you know we kind of expected him to. Well, some of the throws After, he made last night oh, were man. disgusting. The yeah. second a guy gets open downfield, even if it's just for a split second, he'll he'll find it. Oh yeah, because his arm strength is just so like mm-hmm. elite. He'll he'll find any hole. You, you can't give him a hole because the ball will get there so dang fast. Yeah. And then of course Corey Willis catches everything. Oh, Chapman sure. rebounded yeah. from the Western game and caught a bunch of passes mm-hmm. last night. Just Shane Morris airing the ball downfield is a thing of beauty to watch. Mm-hmm. And he can run too. Oh, for he can sure. really run. That's another that, thing that's helped the run game is he'll get it. And he'll just have, he, it's, it looks like JT Barrett. It's just yeah, like a design just like, quarterback scramble. Just he like in the forward. just like in the Western game. I mean, we saw that and they were you know Two like ten yards out or something. He yeah. ran in both of them. He he's a very good athlete. Yeah, you know he's he's for sure. We saw it against Rhode Island when he hurtled that one guy. I remember it's still <laughs> yeah. like a highlight. That, yeah, no, that was that. nuts. I remember I remember watching. Everybody's like, that yeah. just happened, you know. That but was, I think the thing people most aren't talking about with him right now is he just protects the ball now. 
Mm-hmm. Besides, okay, he did the fumble to start the game last night. Yeah. That wasn't totally on him. That was bad protection. Yeah. He did get beat up a lot. He got sat, I think, four or five times. Yeah, one of them but was he's like, not, he's not throwing any interceptions anymore. Yeah, no, not no more. Not not especially not in the last few games. Uh, I think the last time, last time he threw an interception was Toledo, right on homecoming. Yeah, not against Boyan. Yeah, the last three not, wins. Not in the last three wins. So yeah, that shows you protect the ball, you win games. There you go, protect the ball, and then you know the, these last. Well, the Western one was only by one uh, touchdown, but other than that, I mean, they've won kind of handily, I'd say. Another thing that's super impressive is this defense just creates so many turnovers. Five five interceptions last night. Remember, they had six against Rhode Island. Against Western, they had uh they had three turnovers too. Yeah. Sean Bunting has three picks in the last two games. That was yeah, that was crazy. He's I been mean, great. They're, they're picking everything. Coleman off. Cox last night. Briones. Yeah, Cox almost brought that one back, but he got pushed. Yeah, out of the yeah. Right and of course, Coleman, second. you saw end it. Um, yeah, Briones, and they had and then Bunting had two of them yesterday. Yeah, it's unreal that how many plays that secondary makes. Yeah, I think that well, I'd say at least like two or three <coughs> of them were just like I don't know what was in that quarterback's head. Cause no, he, you know he some of them were just right blatant misses, like the one to Cox, like that was. Well, just he a allowed like the pass. DB to like run the route for the receiver, yeah, yeah. and the one to Coleman, literally Coleman, Coleman was literally right in front of the receiver. So yeah. I don't know what he saw. He was I just trying know. to avoid the sack and throw it right into his hands. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, but I think I, mean, I, I think they're the top secondary in the MAC. Oh, I think for you got to sure. give them credit. They have, I think CMU has the most turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, out of any team in the country. I'm actually gonna look this up right now. Yeah, uh, I'm curious well, about knew, this. We're up there. A few weeks, you know, a few weeks ago, since I had what six against Rhode Island. Uh, they were like number one in the country in interceptions, and now that we just got five more, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they are. Right. Um, that secondary is just stacked. Like, well, you got Bunting, who I think is a junior, and then obviously uh, Chapman and then Cox, who are both seniors. Cox moved from uh, corner to safety this offseason, and he's been great for them. Because Sean Bunting's, you know, kind of yeah. come up, and he could take that other cornerback mm-hmm. spot. Safety became the weakness. Yeah. It's not a weakness anymore. Darwin yeah, Kelly's done good back there, not. too. Yeah. They they really sealed up that safety position. That was kind of a kind of a question mark before the season started. But right. I think Cox really really took advantage of that. He he said he used to play in high school. He used to play safety, and they kind of converted him over when he right, when he right. came to CMU. But now now he's in his element again, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, it's fun fact: off. Josh Cox is second in the nation with oh, five yeah. interceptions. Second in the nation. Yeah, and then what else we got on here? They're looking pretty good this year, though. That that secondary is is something to something to be reckoned with. Oh yeah, I think some someone else who needs deserves credit on that defense is Alex Briones. I mean, he's really stepped up as like one of their leading tacklers. Um, Definitely, he's just all over the place. Yeah, you know, he he reminds me of like like watching like Michigan games like Chase Winovich, a guy like that. Yeah, just yeah, all kind over of, the place. yeah, definitely. And you know he he'll it's come off underrated. the edge and he'll you know line up like in the nickel and drop back stuff right, right. like that. CMU is third as a team with 16 interceptions. South Florida and Florida Atlantic both have 18. Okay, yeah. But they're by far the leader in the MAC. By far, Akron is the next with 13. So they have yeah. three more interceptions than any other MAC. Hey, there you go. Well, oh, when you get real. six in one game and then five in the next, that'll really help you out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Getting them in chunks. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll hope to keep that going though for the rest of their season, of course. Uh, like we said earlier, two more games left. One against two and eight, uh, Kent State, and then they got NIU uh, at home. Uh, so at worst, at worst, seven and five, for sure making a bowl game, mm-hmm. and they have to win a bowl game this year because it's been a while. Since oh, they it's won been one. a while. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Detroit in like 2013 when it used to be the Motor uh, yeah. City Bowl, Little yeah, Caesars so, Bowl, yeah. and it was. And I was, I went to that game. Motor City Bowl. I actually I went to that game. Really? It was a terrible windstorm, and nobody wanted to go, <laughs> but I ended up going anyway. Hey, there you was, go. And they pulled it out. There's your Chippewa Loyal right there. Yeah. Colin Loxton. But that'd be a great way to end the season, you know, especially for mm-hmm. these seniors. Bottom Eagles pretty much first 
senior class. Yeah. The job they've done this year, turning around the season, has been remarkable. Considering yeah, I injuries, think it, considering everything else, that would be great for Bono and this program going forward to yeah. end the season on such a high note. I I definitely agree. I mean, the way they've kind of turned around this season, mm-hmm. I feel like they deserve, you know, some type of postseason success. Whether that's you know just like, you know, a no name bowl yeah. win, or you know they they end up winning these next two games or and then end up, you know, finishing eight and four. I think that'd right. be really good for them. Yeah. They'd end on a what a five game win streak and then going into the postseason. So that's that, insane. Yeah, that that would be really impressive. If only it, people are gonna think though, what if? What if Corey Willis and Tyler Conkin never got hurt? Could this team have had like a season like Western did a oh, year we ago? Were just Could they have about, done something like yeah, that? Me and me and Evan uh Sauce were just talking about this uh, last night. Like it's unbelievable the impact that they served when they got back on the team. Especially yeah. Conklin. Yeah, but yeah. the whole offense, like we're we're just talking about how the offensive turned around, like it's it's from help from those guys. Like they yeah. look really bad. They couldn't move the ball without them. You see because, just how valuable they are. Yeah, they they couldn't really move the ball in the first few games just because they're they were dropping a lot of passes. Yeah, and that definitely helped with Corey Willis because he catches everything. So it's kind of yeah, him. yeah. Uh, he's just you know a huge target. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, how much impact these guys have for that offense. Yeah, and then Morris, this is his first ever year starting. You can just tell mm-hmm. each game he's getting more confidence under his oh, belt and he's sure. looking like a stud. Yeah, he he's finally owning it out there in the last few games, like especially against Ball State after they kind of started blowing him out. I mean, yeah. you could just see he was just having a day. Right. And he's been for a while now. But um, transitioning a little bit to men's basketball, uh, they played Northwood University in, in an exhibition a few days ago on the 5th. Uh, they beat them eighty-one to seventy-one. They they made forty-four free throws, free throws in that game, wow. which was <laughs> unbelievable from both standpoints, I guess. Oh, yeah. Because Northwood, like, what what was their game plan? You know, going into that, were they just fouling every single time? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Otherwise, um, one of the things we wanted to talk about was um, the starting lineup for CMU. It's something we kind of didn't really expect. Um, here are the starters. It was Josh Kaczynski, David DeLeo, um, Kevin McKay, Cecil Williams, and Luke Meyer. So there's three forwards at least. If you want to count Luke Meyer as a center, a forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kevin McKay, who's 6'5". He, he used to come in for you know Cecil Williams off the bench last year. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's not really mm-hmm. – well, last year we didn't really see him play guard at all. He was practically running point guard. Right. For CMU, which Jeez. was so weird. That is very weird. <laughs> you know, talking to them um, in, at practice a couple of days ago on Wednesday, um, Kevin McKay, he said he used to play point guard in high school. Uh, he played every position in high school, but his senior year, he, he was exclusively point guard. So he's kind of used to that now. Um, but they definitely made sure to mention that this isn't going to be the set lineup. It's still kind of up in the air. They're still trying to work through a couple different things. Right. And, um, you know, like Keno you know, said, and like they did against Northwood, they want to be really deep this year. Use eleven guys. Yep. So I think with a lineup like this, they'll definitely be able to. Um, plus Roundtree, who we kind of expected to start, he's still kind of working through an injury, a knee injury. Yeah. Um, but they're expecting him to be ready pretty soon. Um, pretty exciting, I guess that they that they have so many options. Mm-hmm. But then again, you look back to last year. I mean, the, their two guards were five nine, and they were crazy scores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no crazy scores on this team, but they do have a lot of different guys who can get like fifteen, sixteen, 
20 points. Yeah, yeah. And you like know, we said, better defenders, too. Yeah, better defenders. They got a lot more size. You know, just talking to Kevin McCann on Wednesday, he said uh, it benefits them because they're able to switch. Like, he can guard one through four easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with his size, he's like 6'5", mm-hmm. arms even longer. He's um, very aggressive player, yeah, too. Yeah, he's he, a beast. He, uh, <laughs> talking to talking to Kino, too, he said um, last year when he came in, I think it was one of the one of the exhibition games, he had, what, like 16 rebounds. Yeah. So, like, he can do it all, um, <coughs> especially if he's at point guard. I mean, we saw Marcus Keene and Braylon Racing go out and get, get rebounds. I'm That's sure right. these guys can do it. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's really going to be like a team effort this year, kind of different from last year. How there was just kind of two guys who kept scoring, uh-huh. <laughs> and then obviously Marcus Keene, thirty points a game. <laughs> Brandon Rayson, what like 20, 21. 21, 20, yeah. 22, something like that. They're both playing professionally. Well, Rayson's in Canada, and then Keen's in Italy. He's yeah. he's still putting up mad numbers. I see it all the time on oh, Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. But, oh yeah. Um, their season starts up here. Their first official game is on Friday. Against Siena Heights, um, it's in McGurk Arena at 4 p.m. Make sure to check them out. But Colin, you got anything to add about the basketball team this year? Just uh, hopefully they won't finish in sixth place like they were predicted yeah, to. Hopefully not <laughs> like they were predicted to. I mean, we kind of expected it to kind of be like a transition season for them. Definitely, um, definitely. They're kind of looking for a, looking for a new identity now that right. those two are gone. Which happens when you lose your best two scorers, and you know exactly. Brandon Rayson's been here for what. Uh, you know, five years. Was he a retro? I think he might have been. Anyway. Raisin? Yeah, was he? Uh, I don't think he was. I think he was just okay. a Okay, well, I mean, anyway, he's one of those guys that, yeah, you know, yeah. he's been there forever, and yep. it's kind of a transition year for them. Yep. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, check him out tomorrow. Play Sienna Heights at 4 p.m. Good Karina. Free to all students. Yeah, um, But other than that, that's all we got for you in this week's edition of Maroon and Bold. Uh, catch us next week. We'll be back again talking more football. Fire up chips.